Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. The man before you is old. His dry yellow skin has the scars of one who has traveled everywhere and never rested long in any one place. His pinched face is inhumanly angular and his ears sweep out from his skull, tapering to points. He wears a loose-fitting orange tunic over a shirt of interlocking metal rings and a strange shimmering blade is strapped across his back. The blade looks to be a two-pronged glaive made of some metal whose surface swirls like a film of oil on a pond. Greetings, he turns to you. His eyes are polished coal. He stares through you, and for a moment, you wonder if he might be blind. The weapon on his back suddenly turns a dead flat black, mirroring the man's eyes. Are you alright? He says nothing for a moment, merely searches your face with his eyes. Hail. Traveler, his voice is quiet and somber, like a wind whispering through the branches of a great tree. Hail, the man meets your gaze, his eyes burrowing into yours. His weapon drains of its inky deep blackness, resuming the shimmering you noticed before you spoke to him. Your eyes have the weight of one who has traveled far to be in this place. You could say that. The man's gaze does not waver from yours. I am known as Darkon. The emphasis he places on the word known strikes you as odd, yet familiar at the same time. You are not known to me. You are not known to me. We're beneath the same sky in this matter then. Darkon is silent for a moment, still studying you with his coal black eyes. The planes number many infinities. Yet you are here. I would know why you have come to this city. I'm looking for answers. I have many questions. Speak your questions. I will hear you. Your features are unfamiliar to me. What are you? A Githzerai. A Githzerai. A Githzerai is one of the people. One of the people. A Githzerai. Yes. But what are the Githzerai, exactly? Dakon is silent for a moment, then speaks. Our history does not need to be made known to you. We would bleed to death on time's blade before I recited a fraction of the histories of our people. I don't need to know your histories, but, but I would know of your people as they are now. Know this and accept it as an answer. We are the people who make our home upon the shifting plane of Limbo. With a deft motion, Dakon slips the blade from his back and holds it before him. There, we mold the matter of Limbo with our minds. We forge cities with our thoughts. As you watch, 
a series of rippling waves of metal begin to roll forth from the center of the blade. The pitch and crest of the waves match the inflections in Dakon's voice. In its chaos we dwell, with only our knowing to preserve us. We are the Githzerai. What is that blade you have? It moves and shifts in response to your voice. It is a Karak blade. It is an object that lets others know the rank of the wielder. What rank does the blade signify? The blade is a symbol carried by the Zerth. A Zerth is one who knows the words of Zerthamon. In knowing the words of Zerthamon, they know themselves. Zerthamon? Zerthamon founded our race. He knew the Gitzerai before they knew themselves. He defined the people. He gave them one mind. Karak, what does that mean? Dakon goes still, as if searching for the correct words. In your tongue, the closest translation is chaos matter. The people may shape it with their thoughts. Shape it with their thoughts? Karak is not shaped by heat, but by knowing oneself. It is a mirror that reflects the will of the wielder on its surface and in its edge. When one knows themselves, the blade is strong, harder and stronger than steel. When one does not know themselves, the blade is as water, formless and weak. <laughs> that must be worth a fortune. Would you ever consider selling it? It would become as nothing in the hands of another. The blade knows my mind, and I know its heart. We die the same death. You seem to place a special emphasis on knowing. What do you mean? All things, whether structure or flesh, their existence is defined by their knowing of themselves. And if a man does not know himself... When a mind does not know itself, it is flawed. When a mind is flawed, the one is flawed. When one is flawed, that which they touch is flawed. Dakon pauses. It is said that what a flawed one sees, their hands make broken. Do you know yourself? Dakon falls silent. His coal black eyes take on the same distance that you noticed when you first spoke. I ask again. Do you know yourself? When Dakon speaks again, his voice has changed. His words echo like a great stone dropped into a chasm. It looks like he is forcing the words from his chest. It is not my will that you know this. Never mind. What's your perspective on this city? It is known by the name Sigil. Among the people, it is known as the city that does not know itself. What does that mean? The city exists, but it does not know itself. In not knowing itself, its existence is flawed. But why did you say the city does not know itself? The city exists in opposition to itself. It has set itself apart from the plains, yet it seeks to be everywhere at once. Its walls are doors, yet it keeps these doors locked. Such an existence tells of a thing that does not know itself. In not knowing itself, it is flawed. You speak as if the city is alive. It may not be aware, 
and know itself in the sense that you or I might know ourselves. But it lives. It grows, changes, and touches the minds of all that live here. When you say the city is everywhere at once, what do you mean? The city itself is built from doors. These doors lead everywhere. They are everywhere. It is said that every bounded space within this city is a door that leads elsewhere. Imagine the door to this smoldering corpse bar. Remove the door, the frame remains. The space within the frame is still a door. But I walked through that door to get in here. It's just an open space. Many are the doors you never see. You may pass through them as if air and not know them for what they are. They are closed to your sight and touch. And these invisible doors are everywhere in Sigil. It is not known for certain. Doors move. Doors change. Doors disappear. All are locked. Locked? The doors remain as air until you have the key that opens them. When you have the key, the doors will make themselves known to you. How do you know what the key is? There are as many keys as there are doors. The keys are not always things of metal. They can be the clashing of two swords, a drop of blood drawn from the tongue of a dying man, the memory of a past love, or an angry curse hurled at the sky. When the key and door match, the door reveals itself. Sounds like finding all these keys and doors would be difficult. Such a task has been attempted, but never finished. As the city changes, the doors change. Nothing known remains known for long. You talk as if this is an inherent flaw. What if the city is not flawed, and you just do not know the reasons for its contradictions? There is order in everything, but perhaps there is an underlying pattern that you cannot perceive. To your question, a question. What if the city is flawed, and you see its contradictions all around you? To your question, a question. You claim the city's existence is flawed. You have accepted this, rather than explore the possibility that something greater may exist. That suggests you are flawed, and that you do not search for knowledge, but only for a convenient answer. Dakon's silence hangs in the air. There is no knowing the answer to the questions we have asked. Yet the city exists. That is all. Yet I would maintain that we know ourselves by the questions we ask and the ones we do not. If we cease asking questions and accept only what we can perceive, then we will cease to know ourselves. Dakon's voice has changed slightly become heavier. Such words have been spoken before. I have heard them and know them. <laughs> Where have you heard them? The words are mine. Once I knew them and knew their meaning. I had forgotten them until you spoke. Dakon's gaze travels through you and his blade stops shimmering bleeding of all color until it is translucent. There is a moment of silence, and Dakon looks up at you. I would travel your path with you. <laughs> um, 
Uh, you were old. Of what use could you be to me? Dakon's gaze changes. It looks as if he is looking past you, just as he did when you first spoke to him. I am old, yet I have traveled far. The arts of war unknown to me. The tides of this city are known to me. Nevertheless... Where you stab in the dark, my blade strikes true. Doors locked to your hand are corridors to mine. In knowing these things through me, you will become strong. I would walk your path with you. Very well. I accept. Your path is mine. Strangely enough, his voice seems distant, and it echoes as if he was speaking from across a great distance. Very well. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoca GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description. 